The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I'm glad that you got here, man, because Tony was starting the show without you pretty much. (laughs) Opening topic was, does Russ have feelings? (laughs) What? <laughs> Y'all got a misconception about me out in these streets, bro. He, he, he was talking about a few different things. I was like, save it for the show. And he just keeps like, he was ready to start. Tony just was, Tony's ready. Well, start, bro. Cause I'm, Tony I'm perplexed by what I just heard. Baker, as Baker would say. say. Yes. <laughs> Tony wakes up feeling dangerous every day. And now it's a question of what he does with that. Whether he uh, does his whole, you know, scooter ride through the neighborhood thing, or Tony, some days it's okay to just wake up. Nah, man, you gotta you gotta wake up with a purpose, ready to take action. No, we don't always have to take action, bro. Get wake up, get some coffee, eat some. <laughs> Let's start there. I think that he secretly enjoys when you take an L in your. Uh, "Quote unquote wow. love life." I think he kind of likes it. I think he finds that entertaining. Tony, you, you're supposed to be my man. That's messed up. No, I, I kind of do too, though. Yeah, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I thought you, well, it's entertaining. My guys, want me, it's, my guys out here praying on my downfall. Is me well, say? You, you, you oh got to understand what it's like on the. Uh, you got to understand what it's like on the other side. You're the man in the arena. Absolutely, because <laughs> my jersey in the rafters. I've been married almost 16 years, and right. uh, Tony's Tony's on his way. Uh, Tony's Tony, um Tony's in a very Tony's serious friend married. So your love life, I I feel weird even calling it that, but um yeah, your, please let let's spare my mom, all right? Your adventures uh is like a TV show to us. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what is next episode gonna bring? <laughs> Yeah, on so the season need, so finale of we need Rust. A little drama, other than uh, what's it going to be called? The season finale of Rust. <laughs> what's going to happen? Rust, can you provide the audience with an update of about what? What I texted y'all about? Mm-hmm. That's what he. Absol- oh yeah, look at him Absol- smiling. Absol- see what I'm telling you, Rust. He loves this. Tony, absolutely not. Like, what are you, are you trying to get me killed out here? What is wrong with you? No, they all listen, Tony. They all listen. Mm. Sorry, but I cannot. Russ, I Russ cannot inform the, the the listeners. Russ is like you know, 
going 13 and three or 12 and four most seasons. So I mean, Russ is like Chiefs, Rams, Buccaneers level. Like it's successful, but we need a little bit of this drama. We need every now and then. We we need you to lose every now and then to just to keep things interesting for us as the uh, as the viewers, and I think that's what Tony's enjoying. Tony, without divulging too much, what 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 do you want to know about my uh, the the latest situation? You know, like I think for a while I was like, man, Russ, he just don't care about him. He just you know just <laughs> oh my god, you no know, mixing it up. But this 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 last recent update, I was like, oh okay. He actually, you know, he actually likes <laughs> what I was, because I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how how can I do this, Tony? I'm not the heartless bastard that <laughs> you portrayed me to be on this podcast. <laughs> like, I'm not at all. And honestly, if you asked anybody that I interacted with in that way, they would also tell you the same thing. Uh, I know it's funny for our content if you make me sound that way and it is like go back and listen it's pretty funny it's a, but you're, you're I'm a not, caricature of your real self uh, on the here show, you're kind well, of tony, like tony tries to make me it's that, kind yes. of an exaggerated version of the real russ yes tony tried to make me like black hugh hefner or something like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh tony do you know who that is i do okay cool cool, cool. you have to make sure that didn't fly over his head. but no like uh... he's he's not with us anymore okay He's been he's been no longer with us for a little while. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've i talked to y'all off the mic about how I treat people out here. And it's like, Jason, be honest with the people. Like, I'm not out here being a bad dude. Russ is a caring human being. See? To a couple. And I, I, Russ, I will testify to that in court. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, my God. What I appreciate, though, is that Russ... Uh, Russ is not like Floyd Mayweather, where he only posts the slips from all the bets that he wins. No, Russ is, Russ is pretty transparent. Russ lets us, yeah, we get to really follow the drama, and uh, I don't want to say live vicariously, but it it is an entertaining show for Tony and I to watch, being in a much different situation than you. No, it, I if, if you can't be honest about the the L's with your friends, who can you be honest with? Jesus. So I well, I hope you don't mind being either. honest about them with uh, all of America. <laughs> and well. yeah, if you don't mind. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I mean, if, if, as far as we let Tony start things, yeah, I'd share my whole life. Tony, also, uh, let's start the show here. I, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. You're hearing Russ Dorsey, as always, my co-host. Yo. And uh, Tony Gill, our producer slash instigator. And we are brought to you, as always, by Obvious Shirts. And I always want to shout out uh, our collection on there, Russ. They, I, I'm always on. I'm always talking about all their good White Sox shirts. I'm a little biased, but I, I think all their White Sox shirts are really good. It's a good time to buy them too. Playoffs coming up, and then uh, also their Chicago Red Star shirts look really nice. I like the colors and I like the uh, the designs on those. Really good. Um, you can get 10% off at Obvious Shirts by using our promo code Adjacent10, and you already get free shipping there. So uh, it's definitely something you want to go look at. High quality shirts, good. Even if the shirt said nothing on them, they're really good comfortable shirt so I, I definitely want to uh recommend you guys check that out russ tony also wanted to start doing I, tony this is part of the problem with us mm-hmm. being friends and doing a show is you there's like all these things we i feel like we don't talk as much anymore because it, i'm mm-hmm. always like well let's not have this conversation now let's have this <laughs> on the show which part of that is because there are no normal conversations with you there's no just normal talk that's not going to go in seven weird directions mm-hmm. and russ what he was 
trying to tell me about before the show, and I told him, wait, was that he cooked dinner the other night. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, well, he, I mean, he he brought it up like he had completed a triathlon, like it was a, a pretty big accomplishment. So uh, it seemed to me that like it was something Tony hadn't done before. It's it's the way I did it. I've cooked dinner before, but it's the way I did it. So um, I picked up the, uh, the old lady uh, from work. And she's like, oh, man, what are we going to do for dinner? I was like, let's just go back to the apartment. Let's see, you know, what happens. So when when we got back to the apartment, I let her open the door. And I had the sultry tunes playing, right, over the YouTube TV. Um, I had the blanket. Wait, hold on. on. Tony Tony is hilarious. What are are sultry? What sultry tunes did you have on? You had the R&B vibes on? I mean, no, I'm not that cheesy. I had the chill hop playlist going on. First of all, R&B not cheesy. The chill hop. (laughs) What what are chill hop artists? Come on, man. Like, I thought you of of this group. Oh, is that a genre? Chill hop? Yeah, it's like like smooth, like hip hop beats that play. Like on, okay. on YouTube playlist, Interments, I mean, um, instrumentals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I, I heard a new song over the weekend that in a in a lift in the back of a lift that I was delighted by by E Forty called "You and Dad." Tony, continue. <laughs> now that's good writing right there. I thought about having Tony do a a, a reading segment on that. Was that on your playlist, Tom? No. Ah, someday. Um, but I had the candle be on mine this weekend. <laughs> oh my god, Tony! Please yeah. keep this thing going. <laughs> um, I had the I had the candles going. Um, I had uh, the soft drinks available. Her favorite lemonade there. Uh, and I was making dinner that dinner. Yo, y'all, y'all gotta see Tony's like Moses when he's describing things. Is the best part. He's talking about lemonade, and he's like his hand motions and his whole like vibe is like he's a French waiter. <laughs> so uh, I made a, a, a pan seared chicken breast, seasoned oh, okay. with salt, pepper, okay. and uh, uh, onion powder, garlic powder. You know, cooked at uh, the optimal temperature. Uh, and I've made some uh, sautéed as- asparagus, also seasoned with a little bit of uh, peppercorn. And he's doing the uh, chef's kiss hand motion every single thing that he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with uh, lightly grazed with some uh, fresh parmesan on the asparagus. Um, I just grazed? over I overanalyzed that. I just put some chicken breasts in a in a pot, okay. All right. <laughs> and then just cooked it till done. Uh, but yeah. It won- definitely won me some points, man. Definitely won me some points. So, and everything Boy, came out. Here. And now Russ is doing some <laughs> hand motions that I will not describe. Uh, <laughs> Tony, did it all work out? Did anybody get salmonella poisoning? Or no, I've actually perfected the chicken breast. I think now okay. where like it's tender. Got the timing now. The I, I let it sit the a requisite amount of time so the the juices don't fall out. Um, so yeah, I've I perfected the chicken breast, and for some reason, asparagus is my bag. It kind of happened accidentally. Like every time I make asparagus, it's like fire, and it's mm. like, all right, well, I guess asparagus is my thing now. So, but yeah, every everything turned out well. Uh, she enjoyed it. Um, after that, we just kind of we uh, watched a movie and just kind of enjoyed 
the, the rest of the night just chilling. So, uh, if you ever want to surprise your lady, I would suggest doing that. Just randomly Cook, cooking dinner. Monday. Okay. Good job, Tony. Nobody's ever cooked dinner for their significant other before. <laughs> this is a helpful tip from Tony Gill for dating. Um, cook dinner for your significant other. <laughs> yep. Uh, Tony, when do you think was the last time you prepared a full meal like that? Um. Hmm. Well, I cook for my family every Friday. We all have a day. So uh, every Friday is my day. So I end up cooking. So, but for a significant other, I've never done that. Okay. Yeah, that's and, I'm the, and, and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> hey, I had, to find, I had to find the right one that deserved it. I feel you. Rusty, the NBA is back. Media days it are is. underway. So it's coming. It's still probably a month or so to the season. Uh, 23 days, if I'm okay. not mistaken. 22 days. I'm looking forward to it. I love it. I love when the NBA starts up again. I, as you know, and I think you agree with, not really endorsing what the Bulls' plan was, but here we are, so let's enjoy it. I will say, I came on here after they, like, because um, Tony broke the Alex Caruso news to me, and I was very excited. <laughs> I'm sure it was DeMar DeRozan or It Lonzo was DeMar DeRozan, somebody, but, Lonzo, yeah. and, and then he said, uh, Alex Caruso's coming too, <laughs> and I was shocked. Right, Russ was um, just kind of lulled by the first two, and then he went from six to midnight on Alex Caruso. I, I was pretty, not disappointed, but it was just like, I, I feel like it was the consolation prize, right? Because they didn't get, like, a superstar or anything like that. As the months have gone by, I'm more okay with it than I was then. I'm still on the in the position of, I mean, they're probably going to be, best case scenario, a second round out, which I get it. Like, they've been terrible for a little while, so them being a second round out is a good thing long run, and then maybe you can lure a big-name superstar. But I'm I'm – I'm softening on the idea of Vooch and Zach Levine and Lonzo and DeMar and Alex Caruso. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm just, I'm cool to be entertained. That's fine. Um, and I want around on it like a fan does. Oh, I want my guy, Adam Amin, shout out to Adam and Stacey King to be able to call entertaining games and not have to like come up with content for <laughs> two hours each night instead of, describing basketball <laughs> yes well as a fan it doesn't really matter it, uh whether you at this point in the year it doesn't really matter whether you agree with what they were trying to do at the time you can disagree whatever but like at this point i mean it's done so now i'd like to see it be as good as it could possibly be with the rosen and ball and levine and all these guys i i am hoping that like there's no sense in still sitting here fighting it so if the plan now is to you know, fight and scrap for the number four seed, then let's do it. We're in on this. Um, NBA always starts out with media days. And while the NBA is, I always think, one of the smartest leagues and has some of the most thoughtful players, uh, media days really brought out the fools, Russ. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, that's kind of the, um, you know, the double the, the double nature of the pandemic and of COVID is uh, it, it is a deadly virus. It is also uh, it also will expose the fools among us, and uh, got a good list of them from Media Day. And who, who do you want to start with? You can spin the wheel between uh, oh, Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie Irving, and Brad Beal. 
Jesus. You don't want to do this, do you? I don't, I don't either. Like, I don't really want to do COVID me, every week, but it for, keeps it, coming up. It's not even that. Like it's it's the fact that we're almost two years into a global pandemic. And after the millions of people who have lost their lives to this, we're we should we should have been out of this a long time ago. And we have people who think that they're smarter than everybody else. Right. Like, yes, Bradley Bill, of all the people in the world, you are the one that figured it all out. I am not vaccinated. No, you can't necessarily force anybody or, you know, kind of, you know, say it's time for a vaccine. Uh, I think you kind of let people come into their own about it. Do they do their research when they feel comfortable? I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? I mean, it's no different than somebody with a vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed the antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. Let's start Congrats. with him. Let's start with him because his press conference, it, there's a lot of these like rhetorical, passive aggressive questions like, well, tell me why you guys keep getting COVID if you're vaccinated. And he's not really looking for an answer on there. But at one point during that press conference, Russ, I don't know if you saw the clip, but he says something like, well, all it does is reduce your chances of going to the hospital and dying. It's like, um, that's good. That Right. Yes, it does. That's correct, Brad. Yes. And uh, that's the reason I was first in line to get one when I had the chance. Like I come on this podcast and talk about Tony, like he says stuff like this, but I'm joking. Like this is really, this is so frustrating because it's ignorance like that. Um, that gets people killed. Yes. It gets people killed. Like that's what it boils down to. Like, this is not just a personal decision. Yes, we get it. But your personal decision is going to get somebody in your family killed or that misinformation. Somebody who's a fan of yours is going to believe that and not get vaccinated and put themselves at greater risk to get this virus. Like, and the fact that, Yes, Bradley Beal, if I get the vaccine, I could still get it. Yep, you're right, because we knew that, right? Yes, thank you, scientist Brad Beal. It, it, it's not a cure. It's You lessen your chances of getting it, and if you do get it, the chances of you being, one, asymptomatic or having mild symptoms is much higher. Yes, no, I, don't, I've, I had somebody pass away because of COVID. Look. Carl Anthony Towns lost his mom and had it. He lost 50 pounds after he got COVID. This is a big, uh, a, a all-star big man in the NBA lost 50 pounds after having COVID. So it's like you could, and I think my issue is, and Steph Curry said this yesterday was like, yo, it's not like you, they got to, people got to go searching for like, if they want information to quote unquote, do their own research, there's like, you can go to anybody. There's epidemiologists, virologists, all these other people the team can put you in contact with. You trust doctors for your sprained ankle, your torn ACL, your injured back, your 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 fractured vertebrae, all this other stuff that you get, injuries that you get. You trust them for that. But when it comes to keeping yourself safe from the virus, nah, I don't trust y'all for that. Yeah, I don't understand that. We've been getting vaccines for a long time, flu shots, MMR. You can't go to school without getting vaccinated. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You have to get, uh, what is it, the meningitis shot to go to college? Yes. Um, Tony, a lot of people, and 
this has come up with other topics in society too. The things that Russ is saying, you could say about anybody, athlete or not, all, anyone that's anti-vax. And a lot of times people say with sports, they want it, they want it separate. They want this to be separate from all the troubles of society. They don't want it entangled into all these issues in the world. And by the way, if you're one of those people, uh, you're listening to the wrong podcast and it's mm -hmm. okay. It's okay. You can find another one. There'll be plenty where they're breaking down middle relievers and third string tight ends. But Tony, you can't keep this stuff out of sports. And does this change for you as a basketball fan, how you view certain players? Because Brad Beal, for example, is a player I really, really like. And part of that is because I covered him when he was a college player. So I have like some attachment to that and some appreciation for how his career has gone. But you see these things with Kyrie Irving and him that just kind of make them hard for me to root for. I, I can't separate that. When I'm watching them in the games, when I flip on NBA on TNT, that factors into my viewing experience. I think that's the... Uh... That's the give and take of getting expanded coverage on the athletes. You get to actually know who these people are, um, <laughs> how they think. And sometimes you might not like them. And, 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 and exactly. That, and the more information you get, the more you realize is like, yeah, I don't know if I like this person. Um, and again, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a healthy way to make sure that you, we don't, deify any of these athletes because they are human so you can enjoy what they do as their job but you can respectfully disagree and on this subject specifically aggressively disagree with what they're saying and it's and again like it's hard to get angry at this point because it's for me because like there's you just don't want to know and you just don't want to do this and you're just trying to find excuses in order not to do it. And it's like, I can't argue with a person that doesn't want to listen to facts, but I, I, we can't do that. So either they force them to do it or they try and or the NBA plays this game of, you know, well, you know, and here's the thing too. I don't think the star players that are rightfully getting vaccinated are coming down hard enough. Like, I listened to Andrew Wiggins. Just going to keep fighting for what I believe and whether it's one thing or another, get the vaccination or not get the vaccination. Who knows? I'm just going to, you know, keep fighting for what I believe and what I believe is right. You know, what's right to one person isn't right to the other, you know, vice versa. And I get that's your teammate, but I don't know this dude. And one, he's... I obviously not taking into account your safety either so if i have to be on a plane with this guy i have to you know play with this guy on my team i'm gonna be angry at him and i'm gonna be like you're not being a good teammate you are not you're putting all of us at risk with your actions right now and i don't feel like the players are coming down hard enough on their teammates to shame them into getting it or shame them to leave the team I think um, if, and you're right about what you're saying, Tony. I think if you listen to Steph, I think he kind of does that without saying it. Like he's kind of just like, "Hey, man, I think we um he had the, the, there's, there's if he wants the information to do his own research, everybody's here. Like it, you don't have to search 
far. You don't live under a rock. Like there, all the information is available and we hope he's back. But if not, we got to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think without basically saying F Andrew Wiggins, it's kind of just like, Hey man, you can do what you want to do, but whether you get vaccinated or not, we're going to move forward without you. So it is what it is. I got to, I got to treat you like a, like a, like a, like a child that doesn't know what's good for themselves now. It's like, you know, he's, you're, you're a dumb person to me. At that point, you are <laughs> smart enough to be in my circle. You're not smart enough to be around me. You're okay, man, whatever. Like, you know, like I can't, I, I, I have to dismiss you completely. And it's just, dude, like you, if we're just supposed to be like a brotherhood, like, right. When you're a teammate, you're trying to do something, you're trying to come together for a common goal. And you get guys that aren't taking this pandemic seriously enough. And it's like, all right, well, don't stand by me. I don't want your locker by me. I don't want you anywhere around me, essentially. Like, I just, I'm not going to do it. Well, some of these guys are not going to be able to play, it seems like. I mean, there's there's serious yeah. concerns legally, and they're not going to make exceptions just because Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are famous. In the cities where they play, they will, they will not, as far as I understand it, Russ, I mean, unless something changes, it's pretty – cut and dry it's black and white these guys cannot play in their home games indoors for vaccinated buildings and i i don't think the nets are gonna go outdoors and play at rucker park or something like that no i mean kyrie irving is i wonder if he's gonna walk away from this entire thing yeah no brian i appreciate your questions bro honestly i I like to keep that stuff private man i'm a i'm a human being first and obviously living in this public sphere um it's just a lot of questions about what's going on and you know, in the world of, of Kyrie. And, and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private and, um, you know, handle it the right way with uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with, with the plan. So, you know, obviously I'm not able to be present there today, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So if we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. Um, and just please respect that, you know, my privacy. Because why don't you want to clear that up to some extent? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. As in fans, too? They, they also want to know, not just us. Yeah, next question. He's got two years, seventy I mean, million dollars left. Been... He said he would retire if they traded him. But what yeah. he's got to understand, what Kyrie Irving probably doesn't get, because there seems to be a lot that he doesn't get. Someone tweeted that his whole vibe is like a guy that you know went off to college, went to one class, came back like he knows everything and just argues with everybody about everything, just a contrarian in every possible way. Kyrie Irving is not going to be a hero for giving up his career over the vaccine, it, and if he is, it will not be with the people he wants. To mm-hmm. cherish him. Tony is a contrarian. The rest of these people are like just dumb. That's how I view it. Like Tony is the one where I'm like, all right, Tony. But I know Tony like has good intentions. These dudes yes. it's just like I don't even know what <laughs> what they they're doing. Like the Kyrie thing is it's frustrating because it's like it's not it's every season there's something, right? Oh, always with him, yes. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, let's pick on Kyrie. Like, nobody ever starts this. 
whether it's the earth is flat thing. The world starts it just by existing, Russ. Right. Like and He's I, just but out I'm, there looking for like ridiculous things to disagree with. He's a man like without he a just, cause. He's a man without a cause. He's fighting. His cause is just to disagree. Yeah, yeah. It's just to be a contrarian at all times. Like, and I don't want to take away from like, he's done a lot of humanitarian stuff and I rock with that. But like some of this other stuff, man, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, and and I don't want to, you know, like, cause you're right. All these, a lot of these athletes have done a lot of great work in their community, Mm -hmm. but we can also provide nuance. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. You don't exempt, like, this is not one of those things where I have to work around my words and say, hey, you know, you have the tendencies to be an idiot. Like, no, you're an idiot on this because it's public safety. I would love if this was just an individual choice thing. It it would work out for everybody, right? If this was an individual choice where you personally risk chance of getting sick and dying. I would love that, but it's not like that. This is a community effort from everybody involved. And it just... It sucks that there's information out there that they don't want to look at and find the deepest, darkest corners of the internet to justify their own biases. I, I, like when this thing first started, it's just like, man, I, I don't want anybody to ever like get sick and die. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not me. Like, I know there are a lot of people like, oh, whatever. Tony, like, that's Tony's not what like I that. want. I, and I don't agree with that. Well, I, I was going to say, well, I, that's not what I want, but I've gotten to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never want anybody to get sick or die or anything like that. Because as somebody who's had somebody pass away from this thing, that sucks. And to every day be like, damn, I wish there was there was a way to, like, avoid this. Like, I wish we had the vaccine sooner because my cousin would still be here. Right. And then when you hear people like, nah, I'm not getting that shit X, Y, Z because blah, 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 blah. It's like it just feels bad. And at the end of the day, I'm Russ, I, I I don't want anybody to die, but if there's if that if that's their choice, I don't feel I feel no ways if that's their choice. Well, that's what I'm saying now. Like that's how I feel about it now. Like yeah. in the beginning, that's not how I wanted it, but now it's just like, well, if you're gonna act that way, and after all these months and everything we've seen, you're still gonna be like that. Like I I don't yeah. have any sympathy at this point and you have you have brad beal brad beal had COVID. it cost him the olympics he didn't get to play on the olympic mm-hmm. team because mm-hmm. of it and he was very nonchalant about that when they were asking him about his experience having it and while i don't want him to exaggerate or or make something up all he did all he lost was his sense of smell i believe he said it was a smell mm-hmm. or taste or both mm-hmm. he was not he didn't really like feel sick other than that. And I don't want him to exaggerate that. Like, let's be honest. That's, that's good. I, and I'm happy for him that that's all the, all the bad it was for him. Um, but don't just shrug that off. Like that's how it is for everybody because it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, what he's, what he does when he downplays that in that way, just the tone in which he's talking about it. Again, I'm not asking the guy to make stuff up about how horrible it was to scare everybody. It's no different than the way Donald Trump was shrugging that off and saying, eh, it's just, you know you get better from it. It's it's barely the flu. It's not for everybody, and it, and I'm glad that it was only that bad for Brad Beal, but it might not be for whoever catches it from Brad Beal that works on uh, on their training staff or coaching staff or business department or people that he comes in contact. You know, locker room attendants, bus drivers, whatever. 
he's also like one percent of the top healthiest people in the world right now. That may not even matter. I mean, Jason <laughs> Tatum is still using an inhaler for yeah, his right. bow with it. You, right. you think he thinks this is a, this is just nothing? You want it? That was time for like a Chicago Bears section recall. But... <laughs> fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are gonna be okay. Isn't it always a terrible time for everything's fine, Russ? No, this seemed extremely bad timing, but you know, that's why we pay Tony the big bucks. Tony considers that extremely good timing. Timing, Russ, everything's fine with the Chicago Bears. There's just one thing to mention to you. Um, um, if, if there was any week to push back against that, I think it would be this one. Russ, please. Okay. Matt Nagy <laughs> knows this is bad. He I don't knows think he it's does. his fault. He's going to fix it, even though he's told you that before and we're still here having this conversation again. Anyway, <laughs> scoring average for the entire NFL last season was 25 points. That means every team on average in an NFL game was scoring 25 points. The Bears have scored fewer than that in 36 of Matt Nagy's 53 games. Anyway, back to the NBA segment. Um, can we shift into some non-COVID foolishness? Because there's plenty more. Um, yes, uh, please. One guy we did not see at media day is Ben Simmons. And I just my only question about Ben Simmons is, um, did Ben Simmons watch Ben Simmons last season? I don't think he did. Because he's fighting for – he's kind of doing the James Harden move to try to get traded out of Philly. But – He's not James Harden. The problem is that somebody has to want you for this to work. Correct. I I don't I think Philly kind of messed this up. Like y'all know what, how what, what is Ben Simmons doing for the people that don't know? Ben Simmons is sitting out and he's not reporting to training camp with the 76ers. Uh thank you Tony. Um but the problem is it's not like he's coming off this amazing season and he's not this prolific scorer like James Harden was, as Jason alluded to. Um, he no, had one of the selling, worst. They'd be selling low. Yeah, he had one of the worst playoffs that we've seen in a long time from a quote-unquote superstar player. Yeah. Um, has a clear deficiency in his game on offense. And just that after the Sixers threw him under the bus, you know, following that last playoff game, he was kind of just like, all right, y'all and to be honest like i don't begrudge him for that because don't want don't ask me to come back after you just thrown me under the bus in front of the whole world and now we got to play buddy buddy again no get me out of here then if that's how y'all felt about me trade me so i'm with ben on that like i think the sixers like you can't like doc trying to backtrack now and being like well i kind of was asked the question doc you've been doing this long enough if you didn't want to answer that question, you didn't have to, and you didn't have to answer it that way. He's Doc is a yeah, you're right, eloquent speaker. You're right, right? and you're if right. Doc wanted to find a different way to answer the question about if Ben was a championship point guard, he could have answered it in that way. He didn't. He said, "I don't know the answer to that question," and Ben has a lot of work to do, which isn't wrong. But at the same time, you can't get mad at Ben when he's just like, nah, Joel been throwing me under the bus for three years. Doc threw me under the bus after the last playoff game. Like, I don't want to be here. So get me out of here. He, to add to the way that you were uh, 
reframing the story. That's see, Tony, that's an example of you doing a good job, asking us to reset and kind of bring everyone up to speed on what we've been following, but maybe not everyone has, so they can kind of be in on the cut. That's you doing a great job. I want that's to point what out. we pay you for, not that other yeah. stuff you'd be doing. Right. And I want to make sure we note that, though, Russ, with positive reinforcement in the instances. So in the does. pros and cons yeah. of Tony being our producer, let me mark one in the pro column. You got a long that's way good. to go, buddy, before you before we line these up. Make sure you save that for his year-end performance review. Year-end um, review? The, the, the Sexers wanted to go out to California to meet with him and were told, don't come. Like you can fly out here all you want, but you can be staying at the hotel. You're not, we're not having dinner. We're not getting together. We're not going to Nobu or anything like that. Yeah. yeah and, hey, I'll have fun at Tao. <laughs> right. Um, and now the report today, Tuesday, the day that we're recording this is that uh, now he, now he is saying too, on top of all this Russ, that he doesn't want to play with Embiid anymore. And not because he has some mm-hmm. problem with Embiid, although it seems like maybe he does, uh, mm-hmm. that their games are not compatible. And I just, this is kind of how sports works. This is kind of how basketball works. Like you've seen James Harden do this. You've seen other guys force their way. It's, it's, I don't think this is a bad thing to try to force your way out by trade. That's part of the game. That's part of how that league works. That's one of the moves you can go to if you don't like your situation. It's really hard to do that unless you have major leverage. Like mm-hmm. Ben Simmons doesn't have that right now. Ben Simmons is a guy who should consider reconciling here and seeing if he can put together a good season, then maybe try this whole move at the end of the year or maybe halfway through at the, at the, uh, at the trade deadline or something like that. But he, he doesn't seem very self-aware in this entire scenario. I think he's not, I think the Sixers and doc and what doc was probably told, Hey, his trade value is extremely low right now. Yeah. Um, we got to get him back in the fold at least for a little bit, at least for training camp and stuff like that. So, you know, we can trade it. Otherwise, teams are like, he's not showing up to your camp anyway, so I don't have mm-hmm. to offer you that much. Mm-hmm. So, but Ben is like, no, I'm not here for your executive games mm-hmm. on the trade market. Trade me. Get me out of here. I mean, right now, I wonder if it's as bad as if he would settle for a buyout if they can't find the necessary which is mm. something like that's the last they owe him max goal. money though yeah you know? he, doesn't want it, I mean, he doesn't want it that bad when it comes down to it <laughs> so like i mean i i guess you can maybe try and find him yeah you that's the only you know? i think that's yeah. the only option they have now yeah, to just find them but i think i think this is interesting because i think there's wrong and right on both sides yeah uh ben you have underperformed as mm-hmm. as the number one overall pick, and for him not to be aware enough to understand how this stuff goes, um, and just expects the the team that depends on him when he misses, and it's not even the fact that guys miss shots that just mm-hmm. happens. It's disappointing, but if you're taking the shot and being aggressive, no player. I mean, I play basketball my whole life. I'm a huge basketball fan. From my experience, nobody's going to ever get mad at you for taking a shot. Nobody, if you miss it or not. The anger part is, is when it looks like you're sabotaging, it feels like you're sabotaging mm-hmm. the team mm-hmm. by him specifically not being aggressive enough offensively. Um, and it gets annoying. I, I'm sure they're extremely annoyed because they don't get a lot of shots at the apple, especially with Joel and B's knees. 
Yeah, they, they, they're not going to get a lot of bar, borrow time right, mm-hmm. to win a championship. And when you're actively passing up free dunks to close out games on smaller defenders because you're scared to get fouled or shot or, or, um, or to make a shot, like, how can they trust you? How can anybody in the NBA trust you to do anything? Joe Lacob, I think, says something openly about him without getting fined. Um, that says, look, can he even play in the fourth quarter? Like, why am I paying all this money and I can't play him in the most crucial times mm-hmm. during NBA games? So I think that is the the universal thought about Ben Simmons and his feeling like, oh, I'm a great passer, I'm a great defender. That should look at Rondo. He does it. Rondo also isn't afraid to shoot. This is the most unique situation I've ever seen in the in my NBA watching life that here's a basketball player that doesn't want to play basketball. Russ, one of the things he brought up is a good point. Um, Philly knows where they're at and is pretty self-aware. Like they're, they were the number one seed in the East last year. They're trying to win a championship. So one other factor Ben Simmons doesn't seem to be considering is they're not going to trade him to anybody good. He's asking for a one-way ticket to Sacramento or Orlando here. They're not going to trade him to another team that they're trying to beat this year. Like Tony said, they've got a short window. And, and they've, they've, they've done the smart yeah. thing of saying, hey, look, we, we Tony's right. It's gone bad on both sides. But they at least have realized our best case scenario here is probably to work this out. And Ben Simmons doesn't seem to get that. So unless he wants to go spend, uh, you know, the rest of his year, the rest of his, you know, contract playing for the Timberwolves or something like that, he, he might want to reconsider. I think we're at the point of no return. Like, I don't think this can be fixed. And I think with as much money as Ben's making, I think he can go, he can get fined for a little while without really feeling that. Like that's a lot of money to lose. But at the same time, the Philly might have to just pay pennies on, get pennies on the dollar for Ben Simmons. Like that's where we've got. If you get close to the opener and he hasn't shown up, then I mean, that is his best course to put pressure on them. Yeah. Look, look what happened with Houston and the Rockets. (laughs) James, like, yeah, he uh, sat out and then he came back and and every time they people asked him about it, James was honest, like, hey, they know where I'm at. And uh, you know, I love my teammates, but we know what time it is, and, and they got James out of there. You because know? I mean, the, the the next course of action, instead of staying away, you come in and ruin the locker room. Right. That's the and that, quickest way to do and it. And that's what happened with Houston. Like Houston was Houston. not a good Houston wasn't a playoff team, and that happened, right? Right. This is a number one seed in the East. There's you actually something, that, something to spoil. There's something yeah. to lose. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want that in January, Embiid and Simmons get into a fight. Now you got that. And like, yeah, you don't want that anymore. So they, they're gonna have to just bite the bullet and trade them. I've been struggling lately with my exercise. I need to get on whatever that diet was that James Harden went on in the between Houston and Brooklyn. Yeah, he's to listen when you stop going to uh, Turkey Leg Hut, man. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's it's a lot you could do. Suit for that? I hope not. I, I specifically told him when you make this, I have to tell him this every time. Like, make sure it's something that's royalty free, something that we can't get sued over. And he always says, I don't yeah, know if you can. Can you it. get sued for a sound effect? 
I've never seen it. That doesn't. Well, I know what that shows us from. I just, I don't, I just didn't know if we'd get sued. But okay. What he does about this, what he does about stuff like this, Russ. What he does about stuff like this is like what Brad Beal does about COVID. Tony's always like, "Well, it's never hurt me. I've never been sued." Oh my gosh. Russ, 10 questions for you. I've written 10 questions that I'd like to ask you. Okay. Number one, are the Cubs playing the Phillies this week or is it the Pirates? And follow up, does anyone other than you know about this? Uh, They're playing the Pirates. And I would imagine (laughs) that at least 40 other people besides me know about it. People that follow you on Twitter that are not bots know about it. (laughs) Correct. All right. And the uh, people like actually playing in the games, the play, right? right. <laughs> Those guys. Forty man roster is aware. Correct. Yeah. Was that your joke? And I missed it. That's that was joke. a joke. That, that was, was a very joke. good joke. It just took me a second. <laughs> That's one I would have caught when I, I listened to it later, and I would have been like, That's "Oh, that was a good Russ joke." <laughs> Russ number two. When Robert Quinn does press conferences, does he look like a guy who has three kids in high school and isn't sure how he's going to pay for their college? Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. Let's just uh, go to number, number three. Th- number three, Russ, a very serious question. If you could only save one pair of your shoes, like in a fire or something, which ones, which shoes would it be? Oh, man. Um, my grape Jordan 5s. What's, is this an indelicate question, but what's the, what's the, what's the value on those? So I, so I know I'm, I'm not um, really a sneaker guy. They retail about. I think they retail at like two fifty. Do you wear those much, or are those like no? I don't. Somewhere. Okay. I I take them out once every six months. So it's like the Mona Lisa. Correct. Uh, number. Four, if I was wearing, if I was wearing the Mona Lisa on my feet. Right. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you'd save those shoes over the Mona Lisa if it came down to it. Yes. Uh, the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, you know, like good looking lady, but not that hot, in my opinion. Uh, anybody, number four, Rust. Anybody said that they're hot, that she's hot? At some point, Jason. 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 Uh, only one. Rust, question number four. How would we know if Patrick Scales had lost a step? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, question number five, Russ. Did Matt Nagy hold back a laugh when he was asked the other day whether Nick Foles might be the one to fix this offense? Listen, man, that that's a fireable offense in and of itself. That the Although, I w- wait, wait. Yeah, no, the, the fact that he said Nick Foles' name. Uh, but I will say, Nick Foles, the only one keeping it a buck on the sideline, was like, yo, Matt's offense isn't worth it. <laughs> He's been saying that in his own way since, like, the day that he started playing for the Bears. We should have believed him. He's been we telling the Monday Night Football crew that. He has been shouting it as loudly as he can in training camp press conferences that if somebody who knows how to use him would come get him and rescue him from this hostage situation he's in with the Bears where they're paying him $7 million a year. So it's not a bad hostage situation. Uh, (laughs) I also think that Nick Foles has kind of a little bit of that Ben Simmons problem where he he doesn't realize that he's not very good. Question number six, Russ. 
If, in fact, a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist, as well as a round thing in your face, do you get sprung? Yes. Number seven. Uh, I, this came to mind last week with the White Sox clinching their division. Does anybody ever buy Division Champs merch? Because I feel like that could only end up sad. It's a good question. They Number eight, Russ. Like they do the loser shirts. Go ahead, Tony. Like, How are you interrupting this? No, I'm saying they should just donate those shirts. They don't even make... Just make them. If you're going to make them, make them and then donate them to, like, Haiti or... Yeah, they, like, send know. them to, app, like, third world countries. Yeah. Well, it's cool to win your division. It is. But, I mean, nobody ever is just like, that's great, man. I'm so glad I have my division champs whatever year hat. I, I don't see a lot of people really excitedly wearing Chicago Bears 2018 NFC North champion hats. Uh, Russ, number eight. How many times a day do you think Jason Peters says, I'm getting too old for this rigs? <laughs> hey, man, can I? At what? I know. <laughs> no, that covers it. No, that covers no, 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 it. No. That, 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 that's that's succinct. That does the job. Number nine. Is it just me, or is Mark Tressman looking kind of cute? And finally, Russ, number ten. If Bulls guards Kobe White and Alex Caruso started their own podcast called Basketball Adjacent, would we have the grounds for a lawsuit? Oh yeah, we're suing. You do, hey, you you could be uh, Alex Caruso's dad. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. You could be Alex Caruso's dad. <laughs> Aren't we probably not that far apart in age? He, you actually, he could be your dad. Some people it goes young. The hairline. Well, now that we mentioned this. Because he looks a little bit older, even though he's a pretty young dude. You texted me something so disrespectful the other day. I almost fought you. It wasn't me. I almost fought you. Yeah, you like to talk about fighting. You would look. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're going to be like, hey, Russ. And I'm going to snuff you. Uh, You texted me and was like, hey, man, why in your email? There's a picture of me in my email. And your signature. It's your signature. Yeah, I was like in my personal. I'm like 23 years old in the pick, and uh, Jason's like, "Yo, you look so much younger, like right now, than you doing your signature pick." I said, "Oh yeah, that was from like a long time ago." Um, He was just like, "No, like you look like 40 in that picture. Like you look like 20 now." And I'm like, yeah, I I get it, man. I get it. And then he keeps going like, yo, you must have that Benjamin Button disease or something. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, all right, now you're getting disrespectful. Like now I'm going to have to like DDT you into the table or something. I'm just (laughs) wondering what's happened where like current Russ looks like he could be that Russ's kid. I don't know, Jason. You know what I think it is in that photo? You're wearing a polo shirt. It's I think it's a comment. And then like. The hair wasn't fully like blown out, right? I had a very shorter yeah. hair. Yeah. I had uh, just a mustache. Yeah, the the I didn't have a beard. I hadn't Tony. like hmm? Tony. Stop! I just caught so, it. So late. Tony, you agree? You agree? He looks younger now than in that picture that he took like five years ago. Significantly, yeah, I would younger. say. 
I, I, okay. I mean, it's I don't want to just me, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm not just trying to do say what you said, but <laughs> but, no, but I, yeah, I will the throw the look look looks looks better, I think, than the shorter hair look. And then if you want to dread it out, I think that'll be nice too. If you like ever wanted to like get it twisted or something like that, but you know. I I will also say like I had just finished losing a whole bunch of weight in that photo. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't like put the muscle on underneath yet, so I was in this like weird mm. transitiony phase. So you with my look healthier fit. now, actually. I think I look I look way healthy, and not you like I was healthier. Yes, but I, it was then I was like 195 pounds, which to <laughs> me is not a healthy weight. But like I, to, when I look back at that picture, I'm like, damn, I look sick almost. But it was just like I didn't have anything underneath it. So now well, it does look good. very professional. It looks more professional than like some Instagram photos or something like that. It does look like something that would be at the bottom of a work email signature. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. I'm not going to lie, man. Told you. Go ahead. I was going to say, after what I saw last week from the Bears, I don't know if I can take too much more. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was considering your feelings on that because, uh, as I originally told you, I had about 38 of these down significantly. But, um... Russ, could you have ever predicted there would be a problem going into a season with no left tackles and writing in with Sharpie Jermaine Effetti at right tackle? I'm sure you, like me, and like Ryan Pace, are shocked that that hasn't worked out very well. Um, are you familiar with Jermaine Effetti? I am. Yeah, you hear his name a lot. Um, his official full name is Jermaine Effetti False. He... Gave up some sacks against the Browns, and uh, he actually got away with holding, I noticed, when I was going back through the film. He got away with holding on the sack that he gave up to Tack McKinley early in the third quarter. So even when cheating, Jermaine Effetti still not stopping anybody. <laughs> Hold on. What did you guys, uh, my what bad. Did you guys do while I was trying to it do was my Tony. My, it's my, always my Tony. It's never me. It's never me. Why are you sabotaging so you know, my bit, Tony? You know how you say I like take you to the edge and like push you off? That's what Tony yes. does to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was going to say like they have a 39-year-old left tackle. That's right. Jason Peters. He was fishing when they called him. Who's at home? Is, is, is anybody at home? Wanting he to play should, football, they called him on the go, landline. He should go back home because if you listen to that introductory press conference, he said Juan Castillo, the Bears' offensive line coach, called him and he said, "Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what?" I, I'm in a tough spot with Jason Peters because it doesn't look good, and it it's never bad, seemed, and it never seemed like a great plan to go with him as your starter when at the time you got him, you're, you're like going into week one, almost at the season opener. And we're like, and we don't know if he can make it through a whole game, uh, you know, stamina wise. And it's pretty scary that they, they signed him and he came in and like day one became their starting left tackle better than everyone else they've got. But on the flip side of that, Russ, 
like I, I have a ton of respect for Jason Peters. Jason Peters is an um, has had an amazing career. Hall of Famer. Probably, probably a Hall of Famer. Tough dude. I love his whole persona. I love I love that opening press conference when he comes in and he's like, they're like, hey, uh, Jason, you're you're coming here to start. I mean, what if that doesn't happen? And he's like, I don't care. If I don't start, I'm still staying. I'm playing. Like, I, I'm this isn't a free paycheck for me. He's he is gutting it out. Problem is he's 39, and there's only so much gutting it out you can do at 39. So it, it's pretty bad right now. But also on the flip side, like it's still Jason Peters, and I still I still have a lot of respect for this player and this person. I I know we're making jokes about Jason. I I and I respect everything you just said. To me, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because this feels a lot like when the Bears went out and got Orlando Pace at the end of his career, and this might be worse than that. Um. So yeah, man, it's you should never start out a sentence with the Bears' thirty-nine-year-old left tackle. No, not good. Tony, hit me again. Let's do it again. Come on. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be okay Russ, are you familiar with Matt Nagy? Yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes so if the uh, if the Rams and the Browns end up making the playoffs, like most of us think they will, uh, that would mean that as of now, Matt Nagy is three and thirteen against playoff teams in his career. Two out of those three are against the Vikings, and uh, one of those was a season finale where neither team had anything to play for. You know what I'm starting to feel like? I'm Colin Mark Tressman. I'm starting to feel like he's gotten promoted for being a nice guy i think he is a nice guy i think that's true that he's a nice guy and uh but i think that yeah he could probably sell himself pretty well in a job interview i would think yeah and i think he's a charlatan we explain check the definition of that yeah i'm not sure if you know what that means yeah tony i need you to do you know what charlatan means bro in context i think i know what it means well, well, he's right. He's, he's kind of right. A con artist. Yeah. I was worried it meant something else. <laughs> I was getting it confused with uh, Harlot. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and that's why I was like, uh, is Tony using the right word? There? But Okay. No. So you mean like a snake oil salesman? You mean like a guy yeah. that tells you every week, I know how to fix this and I'm going to fix this. And then we're sitting there having the same conversation. A seven shyster. Days, seven yeah, days I mean, later. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, we had. Well, it started. Well, it started actually last year. But it really started for me this week when he was like, man, I didn't know how good Justin Fields was, you know, but we didn't give him the starters reps, so we didn't know. And I'm like, what? And then, obviously, he got um, uh, schematically assaulted, you know, <laughs> by the Browns. <laughs> um, and it's like he's he's the in the room of the smart guys with, you know, McVeigh and Shanahan. Right. He's the guy that's like, hey, guys. And they're like, look at this guy. He thinks he's one of us. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, uh, Matt, meet us over there. We're going to be over there. He's like, all right, guys, I'll see you over there with the cool, smart coaches table. And they're like, we're not going over there. <laughs> hey, Tony, Tony, do, uh, to, to do 
Hey guys, uh, oh, Matt hurt Nagy. feelings athlete. Hurt, is hurt, hurt feelings athlete do, coming back. Do, Who's he do, gonna hurt, do? do hurt feelings, Matt Nagy, when uh, uh, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan laugh at him. Okay, see. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> we're the young coaches crew. You know, the young, the kid genius crew. Why? Why are you guys laughing at me? Wait, I mean, just because, like, I. I I have, yeah, I have occasional seven yards of offense in, during the game, but I mean, everybody can't win, right? Come on, guys! Like you know, young young quarter young quarterback gurus crew together, right? Wait, say I'm not an idiot in Matt Nagy hurt feelings, bro. I'm not an idiot, guys. <laughs> you need to start writing the lines for this, Russ. Kevin Stefanski, another one of those guys, the coach that just. Uh, like Bears had a pretty good pass rush Sunday too, and that coach figured it out. Kevin Stefanski, a couple years younger than Man Nagy, even. Let's let's just get the last one out of the way because this is this is hard. Wait, for us. wait, 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 no. On this subject executive. anyway. It's on this subject anyway. Go ahead. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be we'll okay. come back to you, Russ. We'll come back to you. Executive decision? Let's not do these anymore. Because they, they just get you two down? <laughs> Me and the rest of the list. When, when I see your tweets on Sundays, it's like, I... It, it's borderline like someone needs to go check on you, I feel like. I mean, like I just... had a bad day every Sunday. I just shouldn't feel like... I know being a head coach is probably a hard job, but I shouldn't feel like I know as much if not more than you as the head coach of the Chicago Bears well there are some people that seem to know better than he does uh it's not just the opposing coaches that are laughing at Matt Nagy right now not that Miles Garrett laughed per se Russ but uh everything's fine everything's fine I just want to preface it with that but uh, if we've if we've learned anything today everything is not fine we usually learn that on Sundays uh Miles Garrett said that stopping the Bears quote came easily once they saw that Matt Nagy was going to keep Justin Fields in the pocket all day and basically just run the Andy Dalton plays with him. I hate the Bears. We're going to get to our new favorite segment, uh, Tony Adulting, in a second. And this week's topic, uh, very fun. We're talking about traveling with, with old Anthony Gill. We're not going to say young Tony anymore because as we've all learned, that's not the truth. All right. So that's the so, subject today, Tony. It will be how adults travel. So start getting your, while I'm telling the story, yeah. start getting your mind working about traveling. So I was going to say head. I was flying from uh, Philadelphia to Chicago. Okay. Last week and had to get a really early flight because I needed to drive to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And caught an 8 a.m. flight out of Philly to get back home. And I get on board, full flight, packed flight on United. Shout out to United, even though they don't pay us for advertising. Um, Really smooth flight. Okay. The problem was full flight, and there were more kids on this flight than I think I'd ever seen on a flight before. Mm. And when I say kids, I'm talking sub five years old. Is the 8 a.m. flight is usually like the business person's flight, I feel like. Correct. So that I was shocked. Yeah. There was a lot. And along with these kids, there were a lot of just 
families and all this. So needless to say, there was a lot of talking on this flight. And I just think there should be a STFU rule on flights, right? <laughs> Where if any flight before 9 a.m., no talking, man. We just get on the flight. Let's get to our destination and go about our business. Like there shouldn't be. There was way too much conversation for eight in the morning. I think that there is kind of a unwritten rule about that, but I don't think it lasts all the way till the 8 a.m. flights. I think if you're flying really late at night or like 6 a.m. flight in the morning, then you're going to get a quiet plane with the exception, of course, of anything traveling in or out of Vegas. There's this thing like on the train, like they have like the quiet car. They, yeah, need, to oh, yeah. have that for, they need to have that for like planes, man. Like, hey, let's kind of just keep it down. The sun hasn't really gotten up yet. No, the sun like, is up by eight, Russ. Come on, stop. Man. You know Not that. in my mind. You know that. No. <laughs> so Tony, traveling, and as we've established on the show, you haven't done a ton of that. So the fact that we're even talking to you about yes. this is very funny to me. It's gonna be um, with these guys, I got this. Yeah. No, Do you, you? All right. We're about to find out. So, my first thing for you, Tony, um, you have a trip to take. What time are you getting to the airport? Two hours before. All right. Wow. Good job, he, Tony. He's right. He is right. Um, the How only did you come except- up with that number, Tom? Um, well, in my experience in traveling, uh, if you don't have... Uh, do you mean, by, by your experience traveling, do you mean the one time you flew to Atlanta like six months ago? Is that what you're <laughs> yes. referring to? Okay, and my expertise on. at traveling. Yes. Um, if you don't, especially if you don't have a person that is in a wheelchair that you can just kind of slide right through, um, it's going to be a minute. And uh, I hate that part. It's the worst part of traveling, which is why a big reason why I don't travel is just I don't like waiting for things. I like to just go right to where I need to go, sit down, and go to the place I'm supposed to go. Um, you need to get there early, so to make sure that you one get on you know your plane on time, and two nobody wants to be stressed out. Like this isn't like missing a bus, you know, right. or or train or something like. You're missing an uh, an entire flight, and nobody wants that. It sucks. So yes, two hours is uh, the requisite amount of time. TSA pre-check, Tony. The best uh, eighty-five dollars you will ever spend. You know what that is, Tom? I do. Okay, it's eighty-five dollars for a five-year pass, so it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, eighty-five dollars, and they don't touch your junk. Um, they will if they have to, still. But uh, how how early do you get to the airport, Russ? Uh, an hour. Okay, so that's more like me. And it, it's, this, is, this is a really weird feeling right now because it's like Tony is giving the more adult answer than what I would say is honestly the answer for me because I cut it close sometimes. And my wife would have agreed with everything that Tony said and, and um, nothing that I'm about to say. But you can, you can still make it, you know, razor thin margin at like 35 to 45 minutes before a flight. You don't want to be doing that, but you can. You can. I've gotten through O'Hare, and I've gotten there 35 minutes before a flight on like a late night flight when O'Hare is pretty empty, and you can you can still do it if you that have pre-check. only that only works if you're not checking a bag though. Yeah, you got to have everything really working in your favor for that. But yes, the two hours, two hours. Tony got that one right. I'm I'm impressed. All right, well, that was the first one. It's still time to be disappointed. Go ahead, yeah. Jason. Tony, when you get somewhere on this flight, you're going to need a place to stay. 
what is the minimum amount of money you should be spending on a hotel? And I want to I want to explain here though, for someone like you that has a very good job and has money, not not everybody is in that position. But for someone like you that has a good job, what is the minimum amount of money you should be spending on a hotel? $150. That's another very adult answer, Russ. He's getting all these right. How are you getting these right when you are uh, neither an adult nor a traveler? This is this is what I assume adults do. Ahead, I'm going to I'm going to ask Tony this question. Mm-hmm. $150 for your entire stay? Yes. Oh, okay. Incorrect. See, that's why you got to ask more questions. <laughs> I thought he meant. That's, I'm no, sure see, he I, I knew. I, I'm like, this is too good to be true. It's that's for a three day weekend true. for Tony. Tony, hmm. no, absolutely not. Why not? That seems like a lot for $150 for the entire stay. A day? No, you're not at the right hotel if that's what you if you're paying like fifty bucks a night. That's what Jason. That's why you ask follow up questions in our our field as reporters because you, you, I couldn't let him get no because I knew Tony. I, I know Tony. And then the secondary plan is call up one of Russ's dips. Oh, and then like I just oh 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 oh. Tony, no, no, this is not this is not where this thing was going. I was Tony, worried, if, I was worried that his answer was either going to be that or um, stay with my cousin or something like that. Tony, so a three night stay at for one hundred fifty dollars, it's fifty fifty dollars a night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can afford a, a nicer hotel than that, bro. I mean, the hotels anywhere should be happy to take whatever I give them because we're in a pandemic. Um, Tony, that's not how that work. I, feel I don't like think that's you, how it should work. You might not be happy to get something back. <laughs> yeah. Now you need to have a bare minimum standard there. One of the things with hotels is if it's too cheap to believe it, then it actually is too cheap. You need to correct upgrade a little bit. Now that does not apply to. There's a lot of people that it, it's a it's a struggle to get that together or whatever. Correct. Tony, right. You're an executive, but Tony. You have a business you can stay somewhere for 150 yes. bucks a night bro yeah you Man, really need night. to you really need to mark that down in your mind because you if you start traveling with a significant other um that that you're at your 150 dollars total for the stay is not gonna fly i'm like this is what we got 150 bucks for the budget no she's she's she'll say i'd rather stay home yeah or she'll find a she's, new tony honestly Go ahead, Russ. All right, Tony. Oh my gosh, one hundred fifty bucks for a three day trip. I thought, I thought um, he nailed that one, and then he was way off. Nope. All right, let's let's say you you you're trying to decide. All right, do I where to kind of move? Spin Jason's question forward. Hotel or Airbnb? Hmm. When I went to Atlanta, I stayed in an Airbnb, which is cool. So 100% of Tony's travels, he's chosen the Airbnb, Russ. Um, so um, I don't know. Whatever whatever can get me 150 bucks through the weekend. <laughs> All right. I imagine you can stay at a... He goes up with the cash, and he's like, what can I get for this? <laughs> oh is there a wrong answer out of those two? I've never stayed at an well, Airbnb, but I've, I've heard that they're nice. I'd rather stay at a hotel than an Airbnb. That's Same. me personally. Same. But I, if the key, if he, he was to say Airbnb, it'd have to be a nice, like, 
there's a lot of airbnbs out there i wouldn't stay in all of them you know what i'm saying so like you have to do your research make sure it's in a good area to me personally there's something about knowing that somebody has a key to the place that you're staying and i know somebody who's out there is probably saying well the hotel does too i can sue marriott like i don't know Jim from down the street, well, you know. The hotel very much does, Russ. I had my hotel in Cleveland over the weekend. I got, I checked in, got to my room. There was an issue where the shower was already dripping when I got in there. And I don't really even care that much about something like that, except that I would hear it probably. And it would probably, if that's going to drip the entire two nights that I'm there, that's going to be a problem. So I call down and I'm like, hey, I got to, you guys either got to fix this or move my room. That's what you do, by the way, Tony, when you pay money for a hotel, you, if the room's not right, then you, ask for a right room. I don't expect them to have every room perfect 100% of the time, but if it's not, they should fix it. Uh, anyway, the manager was a, the manager, he, he escorted me to the new room, but while, and, and very helpful, and I appreciate all that, uh, several times, Russ, on our journey from the front desk to my new room, at least three or four times, he was sure to tell me that I have a key that opens every door in the hotel. Every oh. door. Oh. So I put some furniture in front of the door when I went to bed that night. Oh. Little that, that, I would have asked a follow-up. Man, what what have you walked in on in your oh. career as the key holder of every room in the whole <laughs> You want to book him for the show, Tone? Yeah, definitely. Def- those stories would be interesting. Yeah, man, Did- I was walking in and somebody was getting crazy. I was like, whoa. Okay, Tony. <laughs> No, we're not moving on. Why, why are we going to just not. do a bunch of stuff that we have to edit out anyway? Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it was like 18. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. The funny part, we're going to put the bleep over that. It's going to sound so much funnier. Um, but also, hey, man, to each their own. I, I lost track of even what your question was to him originally. It don't he matter. Answered. It's not important. Okay. It's not important. We don't I'm going to go out. I'm going to go ahead and dead the segment right here. I have one more question right for him. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And then we'll dead it. All right, Tony. So let's... Tony, are you paying attention? Tony, look look at me. Okay. So you're, you're traveling with your significant other. Can you pay attention, please? <laughs> All right, I'm with Russ. Let's end it. (laughs) That doesn't belong in there. Russ, would you like to hear the news (laughs) that we didn't get to on today's show? Well, as long as what we just talked about (laughs) is not in there, yes. Y'all are on one today. <laughs> Audience, I wish y'all could hear that entire conversation. No, but don't there tease, is absolutely don't tease them like this. No the way. Patreon coming soon. No. Too hot. I will set it up internet. and I will post it and I will make it. If we had a Patreon, I'd be willing to put that on there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. For the right amount of money, Russ. If you the right amount of money, Patreon, man. Yeah. Let us know. Tweet at us. Review us, say hey, make a Patreon, all that. Let okay. the let Jason and Russ exclusive know exclusive content. You will, you will pay for the exclusive if, content. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't unedited think people would pay for of sports adjacent. I don't think people would pay for our unedited uh version of sports adjacent content. But there's so much stuff that we can't put out that if somebody paid for, 
I'd be willing to put it out. <laughs> Russ, the Rams look amazing. Uh, yeah. Five, three and O teams and probably the only serious ones, maybe the Cardinals. Cardinals might end up being okay. They actually, those teams play each other this Sunday, so that should be a good game. You might find that more interesting than whatever happens at Soldier Field at noon. Always. Um, the uh, the Rams beat the defending champion Bucks 34-24. They're up 34-17 late, you know, until there was like a final minute touchdown, I believe. And uh, that that looks like a Super Bowl team to me. What do you think? Do you think the Rams, out of everybody in the league, I mean, you've seen the Chiefs, you've seen the Ravens, you've seen Tampa, the Packers. Are you putting the Rams in the Super Bowl? Um, they're in that mix. I, I think the one guy who is out of everybody upset about the Rams success, it's Calvin Johnson. Why? Calvin Johnson is the famous wide receiver from the Lions. Correct. Calvin Johnson is looking at his buddy Matt Stafford thriving in LA after Mm -hmm. he got out of Detroit, slinging that thing, Paul. Oh my gosh. Slinging it to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yes. Making it happen, running down the field, all excited. Deshaun, they got Deshaun Jackson out the bed. He's still running for 75 yard touchdowns at like 39 years old and having a great time. And Calvin's like, man, we I was stuck in Detroit my whole career and didn't get the opportunity to get out of there and, and see what life was like on the other side. And Matt out here thriving. But no, good for Matt Stafford, man. He's he's doing it. When you asked me to guess who I thought would be mad about that. I actually thought you were going to say Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy because the Rams and the Bears were kind of in the same place in 2018 and 2019. And then the Rams dug their way out of that hole over the last two seasons. They were pretty good last season and they look very, very good this season. Uh, Speaking of the Cardinals, I've never seen this before. And I'm sure, I think they played the Jaguars. So I'm sure you didn't see a moment of this game, but in the Cardinals Jaguars game, Rondale Moore was getting ready to catch a punt and the ref threw a flag and the flag hit the ball as he was about to catch it. And he lost the punt. He was lucky enough to recover, but I've never seen something like I've seen refs get run over. I think you've seen baseballs like grounders have hit an umpire. I've never seen a flag. There's no way the ref meant to do it. You couldn't possibly time that well enough if you're the ref to do that. But the right, probably about 10 feet or eight feet from Rondale Moore, like very late in the play as he's about to catch it, the flag hits the ball and redirects it just enough for him to fumble it. I saw the Gus Johnson call of the kick six from that game. Very entertaining. I, I saw that play, but it was on mute for some reason. And I think it was on a, in a press box TV, so I didn't get to hear it. How Can you reenact it for us? Because we can't play it. What's my best Gus Johnson impression? Oh, my God. He's taking it back. Oh, Jamal Agnew. Touchdown! And like then Gus passes out because he's used, <laughs> he's used all his energy to describe the play, and that's why we love Gus Johnson. I like that. That was good. Climax <laughs> and passed out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you, Tony. Yes, that's usually Yo, can- fall asleep right after. <laughs> oh, uh, Ru- Russ, you'll be yeah. devastated to hear this, but Elon Musk and Grimes have broken up, and I mean if. If those two crazy kids can't make it, what hope is there for the rest of us? They named their kid hashtag dollar sign slash something. AX12 euro sign, I think, is it? I don't know. Yes, it's something like that. 
And now, Russ, uh, I'm going to read to you a list of every quarterback I've ever covered. Okay. Dante Culpepper, but not the good one with the Vikings. Uh, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck. Some of these names you haven't heard of, huh? Uh, now I'm a little detour here into college football where I covered University of Florida. They've had some very famous quarterbacks. None of them will be on this list. John Brantley, Trey Burton, Jeff Driscoll, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, back to NFL now. Ryan Tannehill, but before he got good. Matt Moore, David Fales. There's a quarterback whose last name is Fales, and he has played for both of the teams that I've covered. Jay Cutler, Post Bears. Brock Osweiler, which was like a pretty big deal in Miami for about a month. We did Brocktober. Remember, he beat the Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. Please, God, let Justin Fields be good and interesting. <laughs> so it's you. It's your fault. You're the common denominator. Seems to be something. And finally, Russ, a hamster is trading cryptocurrency and his portfolio is up 20% since he started in June. Have you heard of Mr. Gox, G-O-X-X? <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Gox with a G. <laughs> Mr. Gox is the hamster's name. Is that slang for something that I don't know? Well, I mean, I've heard that term before, but <laughs> you know what? It's not important. Keep going. It, I read it in NPR. It can't be that offensive. Uh Anyway, uh, an unidentified person, I don't know where they are, but they, they set up this very high-tech cage with a wheel and two tunnels. So the hamster runs in the wheel, and it's almost kind of like Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right, where when he gets off the wheel, it lands on a particular type of cryptocurrency. So it selects one of them. Name, name some for me, like Do- Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Dogecoin, Bitcoin. Yeah. Any, there's tons yeah. of them. And then the two tunnels are there's one for buy one for sell and whichever one he runs through his account automatically buys or sells that cryptocurrency uh he has his own twitter it's at mr gox m-r-g-o-x-x i'm gonna be nervous every time i say that now the only person he follows is elon musk but this is all automated and you can follow it on twitter and by being up 20 percent, he's outperforming bitcoin the nasdaq 100 and Warren Buffett's company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. I need to uh, get some crypto advice from Mr. Gox over there. Yeah, you might want to look him up. Yeah, um, I have an update for you, by the way, on a previous important news story from about a month ago. Okay. Do, do, do you remember the zebras that escaped in uh, in Maryland? You know what's funny? I was going to be like, is it the zebras? But I didn't want to say. Is. But okay. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Still haven't been caught. Still on the loose. People are seeing them, taking pictures of them. There's just zebras running around Maryland. I, they've been loose for a month. Nobody's been able to catch these things. That's going to do it for this interesting episode of Sports Adjacent. Great episode. Our 30th uh, episode. Yo, 30, 30 episodes. episodes I'm mad we waited this long to say that we've had 30 episodes of Sports Adjacent. That's great. Um, we've been consistent. I'm not going to say consistently good, but we've been consistent. Tony's, Tony's still here somehow. Tony has been here for 30 episodes. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate you. All the work that you do um, and the other stuff, you know. <laughs> um, and we appreciate all the listeners who've joined in on this wild roller coaster of pods for 30 episodes. We appreciate Ivy Shirts being our first sponsor on this uh 
wild ride. Once again, you can use promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off free shipping. We also have uh, some fun partnerships coming up that we're really excited about uh, and can't wait to tell you guys about those. Um, our Twitter handles at Jason Leisure, at the Tony Gill, at Russ underscore underscore Dorsey one on Twitter. Also, you can follow our show account at sports underscore adjacent. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Twitcher. Um, did I miss anything, gentlemen? You said Twitcher. Is that something? Is Twitcher? Stitcher. 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 Okay. All right. My bad. I'm not trying to correct you. I honestly didn't know. I thought maybe. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. Stitcher. First. First time in 30 episodes. (laughs) All right. All right. You were running up there like like it was like the series finale. I was like, wait a minute. Are we done? Like forever? No, 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 no. We're going to, we have another 30 to go on this journey. Thank you to obvious shirts. You supported us from the start to the end. Mm -hmm. It made me feel like we were done. No, absolutely not. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. uh, And I'm really excited for everything we've been able to do over this, what is it, like seven months of pods? Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Started it in March and we are in October when the time this this pod comes out. Despite Tony's best efforts. Tony's tried, but we still hear Yeah, he's gonna try. There's gonna be a lot of editing to be done, Tom. Um, for Russ Dorsey, that's Jason Leisure, that's Tony Gill. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood, but then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You were Jason to the mother. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.